listening to Because Radio. I'm Emma Carey, joined today by Dorota Blumchinska, CEO of the Manitoba Museum. Thank you for being here today, Dorota. Thank you, Emma. So you recently came into your role at the Manitoba Museum in May of this year. What have you learned about the museum and its history since starting? Uh, so much, to be honest. Um, the, the museum um, is just the most dynamic place that you could possibly imagine. Um, one of the things that really surprised me is that um, what I was aware of as a visitor prior to becoming CEO was maybe 30% of the incredible work that takes place, um, meaning that the real magic of the museum is actually in the back of house. Um, so the one piece that stands out so much in my mind that I really wish our community knew more about is the incredible research underway at the museum. So we have seven curators who undertake field research, academic research, international, global, significant research um, that contributes to our understanding of humanity and the world and sciences um, that deepens knowledge, that informs public policy, um, that informs education. And to get to step into the back of the house with the curators, because I got to have a tour with each one of them and have them present to me, you know, the work that they're doing um, and why is it important that we, for example, study certain birds um, because from the feather of a bird, you can, you can scientifically detect the level of mercury. And if you do that over time and over a large geographic area, you can begin to understand the impacts of agriculture, the impacts of human beings and human activity. You can understand how the chemicals that we use enter the waterways and the land and you know and animals and really change the ecosystem that we exist in and and then you can make different decisions so what's beautiful is that history isn't this static thing that we look at from a distance and, and kind of admire um, it is a constant teacher and if we return to it with curiosity and you know and and as science evolves and if we keep asking critical questions and if we seek in history guidance to understand the present, we can then change the future. So it's just tremendous. I've, I'm absolutely in love with the museum. <laughs> Due to public health orders, the museum's been closed for much of the last year. How has the museum adapted during the closures and what are you most looking forward to now with an opening on the horizon? Uh, well, like many public venues um, obviously the museum had to very quickly put in stringent health protocols um, for the times that we were able to be open to the public in a limited way it was really important you know to ensure that it was a safe and meaningful experience um, one of the more wonderful things that came out of the pandemic is that the incredible team at the museum brilliantly adapted many in-person programs to online delivery and with such success that all of a sudden we're seeing for the first time in our 50-year history the stories told at the Manitoba Museum reaching the world 
being celebrated across the world. Um, our educators teaching in classrooms up north or in other provinces, um, having an opportunity to engage with audiences um, in, in a really interactive and, and meaningful way. You know, the, the fact that while we were closing to community members who enjoy the galleries in person, the museum was simultaneously opening up um, to thousands beyond our physical footprint. And I think um, that's been brilliant. Um, what I'm most looking forward to with reopening, which is very soon. Um, well, first, I'm really excited to see how the community reacts to all of the incredible changes that have been completed in the past year. It's a very new and a very different museum experience. Um, I'm also really excited uh, this fall to launch into a strategic planning process. Um, and some of us think of strategic planning as, you know, a business activity. Um, for me, it's going to begin with a listening tour. And what I hope to gain in that experience is to hear from thousands of community members, their ideas, their thoughts, their expressed needs of how the museum can better serve them. Because what I'm trying to answer for myself, and I think for us as, as an institution, is why are we important in people's lives? What role are we supposed to play? For example, what role does a museum play in truth and reconciliation? What role does a museum play in social justice, in climate justice? You know, are we are we again that place that you go for entertainment or are we a center for intercultural dialogue? Are we a center for transformation? Are we a living institution that you know has research capacity and that has influence and that has something to contribute to the present moment beyond interpreting history, but actually shaping the future? Um, these are some of the critical things that are in my mind. Um, what is our place in the universe and how do we as an organization change ourselves so that we can really meet the purpose that the community expects of us? Can you share a success story with us from your time at the museum so far? Oh, <laughs> there's so many. Um, you know, I've been um, I've been so warmly welcomed um, and and I've been really um, deeply immersed in museology, which is a word I didn't know existed. Um, it's you know the a, a museum is is a fascinating space, right? Because it's it's that visitor experience, but it's also all of the collections and the curating and the research. Um, you know, it's having under one roof nearly three million artifacts. I think when people drive down Main Street and they look at that tower, they go, oh, "There's the museum." What they don't know is that there are just millions of, of pieces of who we are in the universe housed under that one single roof. Um, one particular moment that really struck a chord with me is during one of these tours, uh, we entered one of many uh, humidity and temperature controlled collection spaces. So these are in the back of house and they are um, they're incredible uh, spaces that are just kept just so, so that they can ensure the life of, of artifacts and specimens. And at a distance, 
I could see something where the language was very familiar to me and it wasn't English. And, you know, from far away, I could see that it was the alphabet of my language. It was Polish and it was a big record of a Polish folk group. And even though, you know, less than 3% of the artifacts we have are on display. So, you know, 97 are in collections in the back of house. Um, and this was one of those pieces that's in the back of house. Something inside of me felt seen, um, felt known, felt celebrated, um, knowing that that piece was catalogued for future use, maybe in a decade, maybe in five decades. I felt like my heritage was woven into the fabric of this community and it was a very powerful moment for me because it real because I realized how critical museums are in forming identity, um, in mirroring back the diversity of communities, in, in saying this is so important to our shared story, to that shared narrative, that we will keep it for the future so someone else can look at it and ask questions. Why did they exist? What songs did they sing? What did those songs tell of the land from where they came? Um, it was beautiful and it made me made me really reflect on the desire to make sure that that is the shared experience of every visitor, is that everyone who steps into the mantle of a museum sees a bit of their story celebrated uh, within all of its vast and incredible uh, library of stories. What are your hopes for the Manitoba Museum in the future? Oh, so many. The Manitoba Museum, I, I firmly believe, is a cornerstone institution of, of this province. What is housed physically, you know, the, the artifacts and the specimens, um, they will outlive all of us. Um, some of them go back millions of years, millions and millions of years. And as the world continues to push forward, the Manitoba Museum is, is situated in this almost timeless space where it's, it's always reaching far back and then projecting into the future and bringing this knowledge together in the present. Um, so my hope for the Manitoba Museum and our larger community is not just that it continues to be um, a place of celebration where families meet, where you know grandparents take grandchildren and generations continue to visit and take pictures by the bison like I did when I came to Canada, um, but that it's also as a community and as an institution, um, it is a place for uh, complicated conversations that it contributes to, um, like I said, truth and reconciliation, that the Manitoba Museum is an agent of change, that um, it can also be a center for healing and for care and for compassion, that when visitors come, they're delighted but also their mind um, is expanded and their heart is enlightened. It, it should be a life-changing experience. And that's what I want to help contribute to is that the Manitoba Museum is a place that changes all of our lives for the better.
So when is the museum opening to the public and how can people learn more? Uh, well, we are reopening on Thursday, August the 5th. Uh, we will be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. The planetarium will also be reopening with several shows a day. Um, the best and most current information would be on our website. Um, so that's that's a place to to learn more. Um, but but I just want to say this um, in the most heartfelt way possible. You will need to come many, many times because so much has changed um, because I want each of us to take time to read all of the incredible work when something is, you know, three sentences might be put in a display, but they might be the summary of three decades of research and work. So you have to take the time to, to read it, to internalize it, to build curiosity, to want to discover more, um, to allow it to change your understanding of the world. Um, you know, in moving through the galleries, there are many places in the Manitoba Museum where one can sit down. Um, there is a bench that faces a very small schoolhouse uh, where there's information about residential schools, and it's very closely situated um, to the walking stick of Louis Riel. I want each and every visitor to sit in that spot, to sit in that spot and to look at that schoolhouse, to read that information and to ask ourselves, how do we learn from this past? How do we learn from the legacy and the impact it has had on the present? So that when we walk out of the Manitoba Museum, we are propelled to action because that is at its core and in my heart, the purpose that we serve. It is that we bring forward a desire to make our life and our existence, our shared humanity, one that is dignified, one that is equitable, one that is just. So the moment you leave the Manitoba Museum and you descend on those stairs and you go back into the world, you go into the world inspired and motivated to create change. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dorota. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Emma. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.